G-I-T-A. God is the answer. Just pray. G-I-T-A. God is the answer. Just pray. God is the only one that can fix it. God can do it. God can fix it. Man needs some help. He needs God's help. We need some help. God is the only one that can fix it. God can do it. God can fix it. G-I-T-A. God is the answer. Just pray. What are you willing to do? Tell me what was said that was not true. The young and old no longer being sold. The new slave master will never get old. The state's in control. Prison system. Good afternoon. Welcome to KRE Poetry and Radio. Hear the truth. This is Killer Richard Evans Drew, your vanity boy, Junebug, Tolard, and to some of y'all now, Toe Biscuits. You know, I always want to give a shout out to uh, to Elaine Ford, uh, Elaine Ford Johnson, that always uh, posts us up on Hamilton Park. Uh, and I always want to uh, to thank my brother Bruce and TJ for, for always uh, going fishing for souls with me when we put Jesus Christ on the hook. We always put Jesus Christ on the hook. And, you know, last week, you heard one of my songs, uh, 28 Days to Be Black. You can go to my go to the website, KREPoetryRadio.com. Uh, you can hear the, you can hear poetry, you can hear music, uh, and it's just a one-shot place. Just go to, matter of fact, call someone right now, and they can go to the website, KREPoetryRadio.com, and just click on and be able to listen to some of the podcasts. Well, you know, uh, last week, we just it's a follow-up for Mrs. Uh, Sandra Ortega. But before we do that, I just got to ask uh, TJ if, if he has a question, uh, and then I'm going to ask Bruce if he has a question that they were going to ask uh, Mrs. Ortega when, when we get started. That Think about that question that they were want to ask uh, when I bring on. But uh, first off, i like to um, say to each one of you, uh, this is Black History Month. They gave us 28 days, but guess what? This leap year, they're giving us one more extra day. We got 29 days this month. So we're going to take advantage of Black History Month, and uh, we're going to try to uh, basically uh, let people understand that uh, you got to be black 365 days of the year. But more than anything, you got to have love. you got to have love in your heart. 365 days of love, that's what it's all about. And I just want to say, uh, thank you for, for listening. Uh, if you got anybody that you want to call right now, uh, call them because this is an opportunity to, to touch uh, Mrs. Ortega. Again, she's going to be able to share what it was like to be born into a family where she was the only black child in the family and that uh, her siblings older were all white. Uh, such and such a testimony. And then Today, he's going to also touch on some things that uh, still uh, have been taken advantage. Have, she's been taken advantage of, and she's going to show that today. But right now, we're going to we're going to take a break, a quick break, and we're going to be right back. We'll be right back with Ms. Sandra Ortega, and she's going to continue this testimony that hopefully will change a, a lot of lives. I wanted to play that that uh, short piece right there because this podcast is about about Jesus Christ. It's about going fishing, and you just heard my daughter uh, with that particular piece. Uh, and you're going to be able to go to the website kreportrayradio.com and hear other versions and other pieces that uh, that we have written. And, and I also have to give out a shout to to my producer that is no longer with us. That far as the music, which was Brent Nance and and that was his voice on there, and I just wanted to 
to do that because I, I couldn't have created any of those uh, pieces if, if he wasn't willing to, to do that for me. And so right now I want to ask um, TJ, uh, TJ, if you got a question uh, for Mrs. Ortega, Sandra Ortega, uh, if you got a question, go ahead with it. Me and I'm give Bruce the opportunity to have a question for her. Again, this is this is Mrs. Sandra uh, Ortega, and she's gone through some changes, but she's she's rooted and grounded, and, and she's sold out for Jesus Christ. And so, TJ, go ahead with your question for Mrs. Ortega. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, uh, Brother Kenneth. Uh, again, I, I, I have to say praise the Lord. Thank you for everything that you're doing with this podcast and for introducing us to uh, to Sister Sandra Ortega last week. Look, I have a question, but I also have a, I have a little statement to go along with it. Sister Sandra, did you have any idea that the Lord had a plan for you? You had a strong testimony last week. And I remember it word for word, and I was reminded, and I was to remind you that uh, that that your that your your weakness, so you thought during that time, is what actually made you strong in the present day. And he was just getting you prepared. He was planning. He this was a plan, and I want you to realize that. I realize that. But I also want you to know and want uh, want you to tell us that you really, really have any idea what was happening and what was taking place. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I appreciate that question, but to be honest, no, I didn't. And, you know, at times I still struggle with that because I know and I've always known that he has something for me to do. And I've accomplished a few things. But I still know he has something for me to do. And no, I don't know what that is. And I didn't know that back then either. I did not know that. Well, Miss Miss Ortega, I want to say uh, that's the, that's what we've been saying. That's what I've been believing for the last three and a half years, that God has a plan for me. And I might not know what it is right now, but right now I do know that. As long as I'm alive, as long as I'm living, I know I'm getting closer and closer to the to the Lord. And I know one thing, even better than that, I'm not where I used to be. And that yeah. that's a good plan. That is a good plan, to not be yeah. where you used to be. Yes, you're so right. That yes. is. And, you know, I've come a long way, and I still have a long way to go. But, you know, something I've always known, and, and I've, I don't know what it is. But I know that God has something big for me to do. Absolutely, yes. I don't yes. know what that is. I'm, I'm waiting. I, you know, I always, when I'm talking to the Lord daily, now my prayer is completely different than when I was younger. Now my prayer is, let your will be done and not my own. Absolutely. I try to take myself out of this equation now. Used to it was all about what I thought I wanted or what I was trying to accomplish or, you know, me, me, I, I deal. And now now I wait on the Lord. I've learned to wait on the Lord because I've messed it up. That is so wonderful. That is so, so wonderful, Sister Ortega. So wonderful. God bless you and uh, and, 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 and your prayers. Your prayers will be answered just as so I feel like my prayers are going to be answered. All of my prayers are going to be answered. If yes. I keep my trust, keep my belief in my heavenly father. That's, that's where right. that's where I'm that that's what we're looking forward to. Every day. Every day is God first. Every day is God in every part of our lives. That's right. And, and your well, testimony, your testimony last week, it was so touching. It, it was as though at the right time you were telling me something that I needed to hear, and it did me a world of good. I want to just say, God, thank you. Thank you for being yeah. a part of my life. Whether you realize it or not, you are a big part of my life. Thank you so much, Sister Ortega. Well, any time. And I had no idea that my story would ever affect anybody. So that's God working through me. 
But That's you know, so one thing I want to say to everybody, because we're all going through storms and we're going to go through many more, don't keep your eye on the storm. Don't look at the storm. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Yes, Keep your yes, eyes yes, on the Lord. yes, yes. I don't care yes. what's going on around you or me or anybody. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Yes, yes. That's the only way to make it. Yes. Isn't wow. that what he told Peter? Wow. Isn't yeah. that what yeah. the Lord said when they were crossing over and they were all upset on the boat because they thought they were going down and the Lord said, you men of very little faith, don't look at the storm. Keep your eyes on the Lord. You'll get through. You'll walk on water. Mm. Powerful, powerful. Mr. Artec, you're fishing early. You, you know, I already caught a fish. You know, you when you come on the carry <laughs> portion radio, you're going fishing. We're fishing for soul. You, you, you caught the first fish. Come on. <laughs> you caught Good the deal. first fish. And I, I just, it's just a blessing. So I know my brother Bruce, uh, he has a, he has a, a, a question. And uh, so Bruce, go ahead with your question for, for Mrs. Uh, Artec. Yeah, sure, and, and, and praise the Lord uh, for another opportunity to, to be on the, the podcast and, 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 and thank Ms. Ortega for, again, uh, being on the, uh, the podcast and, and uh, sharing her, her testimony. Yeah, I have a question regarding I mean, what she uh, stated uh, last week regarding the, uh, the time she spent with the black family. I believe she stated it was only a, a week, and, and I'm not sure if she said that her, her mother uh, retrieved her or, or what exactly happened in that situation, um, or, or why uh, she ended up going back to her mother or, or their mother uh, and make, made sure that she was back with her or did something to, uh, to, to, to do to con- continue uh, being in her, her household. That's basically you know, the, the question that I thought about. Uh, at this time, and I, I want to just quickly say, I mean, uh, she talked about uh, Lord has something for her to do big. I mean, from my perspective, she's doing something big now. I mean, you, you, you don't know. I mean, uh, the, the the people that are being impacted, even if it's one that's been impacted with her uh, being on this this podcast, and and how that could possibly turn her life around, and how that could possibly affect others uh, in in in, the, in their world. But if if she don't mind, if she could, you know, elaborate on that, uh, the the time that she was with that uh, the black family, which was very brief. Well, I when they sent me, I was too young. I don't remember. To, I don't remember going with that family. And okay. from my understanding, they brought me back. And I think at that time, my mother was kind of teetering with the idea of sending me away. I think mm. she was. Her mother was. Uh, kept bringing it up You know that was a big thing to her And um, I think my mother was at that time I think she was entertaining the thought But I think While I was gone that week something changed In her whatever it was Oh uh, okay yeah. Okay yeah, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord for, for that Yeah right Yeah yeah Do you know how easy it would have been for her To have gotten rid of me and went right back to her family and her help and just life back to what it could have been easy. Right. Yeah, she definitely showed her her strength and her love, you know, for you. Yeah. That um, I mean, and we know. I mean, my mother's love. I mean, there's no comparison, you know, when it comes to a, a mother's love, and they'll do anything right. for their, their their child, and, and and that's what it sounds like. I mean, she she did. And I know you stated. I mean. Last week, but she was not ashamed of you, and evidently she she wasn't. You know, regardless of what no, was going she on, wasn't. Especially, especially during that time period. I mean, uh, the the overt racism that was, was that was going on. But she she still, I mean, she loved you and, and sheltered you. You know, and um, a big factor, of course, in in uh, who you become. You know, now. Yeah, so right, mm-hmm. right. That's it. Is true. Made yeah. all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yeah. When you have one person that really strongly believes in you, it changes the whole thing for anybody. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, Ms. Ortega, I just got to just throw this in because uh, as Bruce was talking, uh, and I know you're making such a powerful, powerful impact. You're making an impact because 
Amazon is in, in the UK, and uh, we're on there. So you can you can hear it all over. And I just wanted to to just kind of throw in this little pitch because of the fact that Bruce and I uh, coming up, uh, and my brothers also, we got a chance to uh, go to the swimming pool and see the sign that says "Whites Only." Uh, right. And, <laughs> And we would we would go there and, and and we would see whites only and we would we would go there to to buy uh, some crackers and stuff uh, cheese and crackers and 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 we couldn't get in the swimming pool but we would look in and right. then one day we went by and uh, the sign was down we got a chance to go swimming but here's the thing that I wanted to bring out and Bruce could I uh, identify with this is that we couldn't go on the inside and change in the shower, the regular uh, shower to get in the swimming pool, we had to actually go to the restroom outside and right. and, and change our clothes and then go in the swimming pool, and then they would make sure that, like, we was really nasty or dirty. They said, and when y'all go in, you got to make sure you go in and wash off on the shower, on the little shower deal. Yeah. And uh, right. I, I know it's kind of detouring off, but, but that, that made me uh, think about that. But But even though we went through that, because of our our mom uh, talking about love, we never that never really made us uh, dislike anyone because it's still yeah. about love. So before before right. I have you to talk to me, Bruce, comment a little bit on that as a little kid and how you know you felt, I know how I felt how you felt when you looked in the pool and you couldn't get in, and uh, and then we came back a while later, a day later, two later, I don't know if it was a week or whatever, and we saw that the sign was down and. And probably it was the next day because we was over there every day. We were probably we were probably the first black in the swimming pool. So just come on yeah. and let that group. Yeah, yeah we, were. Take we, were. we were. That had to be that had to be what 1964, uh, right? When uh, public accommodations they had to you know, integrate them. Yeah, and and as you stated regarding mom, I mean mom didn't. I mean she wasn't. I mean she didn't really talk about color. I mean to be honest, we didn't really. I mean at that age, I mean we really didn't see color. I mean really, I mean we just saw people yeah. as, as people. I mean, we we knew that we were being treated differently, you know, because of the color of our, our skin. But even when all that was going on, I mean, we still had love. I mean, we still we still enjoyed. Uh, yeah. Each other. I mean, yeah. I mean that, you know, and it was uh, because of our our mother's love, you know, that uh, yeah. that she displayed, you know, because once again, we didn't we didn't really, you know, look at you know people at you know the color of their of their skin, but it was. It was definitely, definitely impactful, really. I mean, that you know, where we saw, I mean, how things are, I mean, in, in the world, and that you are going to be treated differently because of the color of your skin. And and I know you stated, I mean, last week um, regarding your uh, experience being the only black in that in, the, in your household there, and that you didn't have any relief at all. I mean, you were constantly, I mean. You know, in that type of situation, at least with us, you know, at our, at our, at our age, I mean, we could at least go go home or whatever, you know, and not be exposed to the, the, the discrimination. You know, but um, but it was your, your mother's love, and that's what you know, Tora talked about our our mother and the love that she she uh, displayed to each one of us, and that you know helped us, you know, become you know the adult that we are, or to deal with with the with the difficult circumstances that we had to, to deal with because of the of the color of our, of our skin, regardless of what was going on, I mean, it was still about love. I mean, of course, you were angry at at, at, at that time, but you don't hold on to that that that, that anger because the, the foundation had been been laid for us. I mean, as far as you know, how to you know to, to, you know to love one another. I mean, treat people you know, the way you I, want to be treated. Right? I think mm-hmm. for me, I I never was angry. It, it never made me angry. What it did was it hurt my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it. there's the difference. Yeah. I, I wasn't angry at these people. And, I'm, you know, the people that had do, done things to me or said things to me, I was never angry at them. It just mm-hmm. hurt my heart. The thing that's yeah. always hurt my heart is how cruel people can be to each right. other. Right. How right. cruel people can be to a child. You yeah, know? right. Um. And and I also wanted to say too, I did have a reprieve from all that. My mother it wasn't like it was. Uh, my mother didn't let that go on in our household on a daily. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and most of it was done behind my mother's back. But as a child, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. 
you, you don't realize someone is manipulating a situation as a child. Yeah. And so I'll give you an example. I had two cousins that used to come over. And, oh, when they would say they were coming, I'd just cringe. Uh, oh, I just knew what was coming. Well, as a child, I always thought the older people knew. You know, back then, you didn't stay in a room with adults talking. We always had right. to be out of the room. So we were in the living room, the bedrooms, outside, wherever we were. They were in the kitchen drinking coffee. And come over, and I remember, boy, my cousins were just, they were very wealthy, entitled children is what they were. And they knew that they were superior because my grandparents let them be superior. They were the white grandchildren, and they were wealthy, and, you know, they were, I guess, looked upon a little better than we were. But they were so hateful to me. And I, as a child, I thought the adults knew. I didn't know that they didn't know the names they were calling me or they'd pin me up in the living room and, you know, call me all kinds of dirty names. And, well, I just kind of thought that that the adults knew. But now that I'm an adult, I look back, I know that none of them knew. And, And my mother would have, boy, my mother really would have never allowed that. I'm telling you, through a child's eyes, it's different than through an adult's eyes. A child sees things differently than an adult does. And when you look back through all that stuff, when you're an adult and you look back as a kid, just like uh, I'm telling you about these cousins, they'd pin me on the couch and, you know, nigger this, nigger that, you're, you're this, that, and whatever. Well, I was just mortified. And I remember thinking, well, they're... Their parents, I guess, had to have known, I thought, as a child, but they didn't know. They did not know. So children will take it and stay quiet and keep it inside themselves. That's what I did. Well, and I let assumed me that others knew. Well, let me ask you regarding that, I mean, to kind of to, to follow up what you stated, that the, the kids or the parents or the adults didn't, to know, you know, I've heard that uh, you know the racism. I mean, um, is, a lot of times it's taught. I mean, you know, the kid. I mean, they're born, they're, they're innocent, you know, and, and, and regarding the world that they're that they're born into, they're they're shaped, you know, by their environment, you know, their experiences, people they yeah. come in common contact with, you know. So, so you're you're saying that from from your perspective that the the adults didn't know. It, so if the adults didn't know, I mean, where did this come from? I mean, this. This, uh, well, my mother did My mother had no idea. And uh-huh. when I when I look back at my aunt, their parents, and my uncle, they were the same way. Yes, they were. And, and of course, then they right. were really close with my grandparents. They were super close with my grandparents. And so you're right. You're so right. right. It was the environment. Right. They, you yeah. know, it was an unsaid in front of me. But obviously, it was normal language. Yeah, right. Yeah, sad, which is sad. Which is, which is sad. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that yeah. adults, I mean, you know, as I said last week, I mean, uh, an innocent child, I mean, that you're uh, allowing this to, to, to happen to them. Especially, I mean, if you're a believer in, in Jesus Christ, I mean, you should know I mean, that's not appropriate and, you, and that should be addressed here. Yeah. I told my yeah, mother, yeah. before my mother passed, I told her about a lot of those things. And she didn't hesitate to pick up the phone. She did. She picked up the phone and she told him she didn't appreciate it. She didn't know it and she didn't appreciate it. But she made sure to do it in front of me so I knew that she wasn't part of that. Yeah. My mother wow. was a very wise woman as she got older. Yeah. Yeah, well, just real quick, Tori, I just want to ask her one other question regarding her, her mother. Why, why, why do you think your mother, she was so different? I mean, she was raised, I guess, in the same environment as the, you know, your brother, uh, your uncles, I guess, and, and the rest of your family. Why, why was she so different when it came, came to, to color? I mean, that she um, just, you know, she just displayed love. I mean, she wasn't really looking the color of, of, of the person's skin. Because I think that's who she really was. I don't think my mother saw color. And I okay. I truly believe my mother loved, she's like me. I love people. 
I love mm-hmm. people. And my mother was the same way. She just loved people, and she didn't see color. She did yeah. not. She saw who you were, your character. That was a big deal to her, your character. You know, being honest, hardworking. My mother was very old school, very hardworking old school. And she didn't care. She loved My mother started schools. She opened up schools for, uh, you know, the, uh, oh, for people that didn't have very much money. She, she started different schools. She taught. She was a teacher at heart. She really was. She was not a teacher. She did not have a degree. But in her heart, she was a teacher. Okay. She loved to teach people. Mm. Whatever wisdom she had mm. gathered, she loved to give it. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, Ms. Ortega, you know, we were t- talking about the fact that uh, that you'll make an impact. And I just wanted to read to you what uh, one individual, uh, matter of fact, his name is, uh, his name is Ken. I met Ken in the gym. White guy, 73 years old. And I told him about the podcast. And this is what he said. He says, just listen to Mrs. Ortega. As you said, her story was very moving. And, and as the lady at the end said, we are better for hearing her story. I'm looking forward to hearing her next week. Have a great rest of the week. So yeah. I just want to let you know, you, you, you are making an impact. And, 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 I, and I know that um, it's, it's such a blessing to to. to your spirit and, and the questions that Bruce was asking. I know that TJ, since he's ha- had uh, heard some questions that Bruce has asked, I, I know because I want them because I'm moving. See, I, I, I get a chance to talk to me I take all the time. <laughs> we talk all the time. Matter of fact, we prayed before we came on the earth. We prayed that, uh, that again, she would have something to say that would, would touch some people. So, TJ, if you've been moved to to have another question that you want to yes. ask, if I take it, feel free. Yes, yes. A real, a real. This is a real statement. Someone prayed for you. God has always taken care of His children. God had a plan for you. He wanted you to tell the story. He wanted you to. He wanted you to tell the story that you personally lived. God wanted you to find your tribe. He wanted you to find your people. The turning point in your life, you told us about that. God is the only one who can make it right. God is the only, there's only Jesus Christ, only one Heavenly Father. There's only that one person that can make everything all right, even if it was through your mother was a guardian angel to you. In a racial family was the testament that you wanted to tell us about. Your mother was a God-fearing lady. She might not have known, but she knew that she had to take care of you, she had to protect you. And it's not just a black and white thing. It's an evil thing. These are the things that she was trying to tell you. Jesus brought you through this. Only he can watch over you. And he did so even when you were a little girl, that little baby doll that you used to tell us about, that you told us about. I think you called her baby tender at one time. God has ways of doing things and saying things and showing these things to bring you out of the most miserable treatment that you had received as a little kid. The Lord cares, and he's caring for you right now. There is a time for everything and everything has its own time set up. And your time right now, trust in the Lord. And that's what the Lord is telling all of us, just trust in the Lord. Trust in me. That's right. Trust that's in right. the Lord. Put the Lord first every day. Wow, powerful, powerful. You know, TJ, I'm glad that you said what you said because, I think what's going to happen now is that a lot of people are going to get mad with what happened to Mrs. Ortega as an adult yes. because mm-hmm. we 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 talked about her childhood how she was how she was mistreated right. Well, I want I want y'all to hear what what happened with Miss Ortega as an as an adult person uh, when she started a nonprofit. See, I can speak to this. I can speak to this because I actually got a chance to go with her when she was getting her board and everything, board, you know, it was all together, 
uh, see what she established. And I'm going to let them, I'm going to let you, Ms. Ortega, tell, I just want you to know that when Jesus walked the earth, there were witnesses. <laughs> I'm a witness to what she's about to tell you. So, Ms. Ortega, tell them about how your nonprofit was was just basically taken from you and how this nonprofit is prospering today. And the, the nonprofit is the Veterans Center, North Texas. If you go, again, Veterans Center, North Texas, and look at all the sponsors. And Mrs. Ortega is the one that established this. This was her nonprofit that was taken from her. I don't want to get angry, Ms. Ortega, so I'm going to let you go in town. <laughs> well, there's never any reason to get angry because I believe nobody can take what God has for me, no matter what it is. He may oh, put me in another position, and he did. He he moved me away because of this. You know, Kenneth, if if you don't mind, I'd like to start back when I got to Texas, because okay. that was the lead up. That was the lead up to a lot of this. When we moved to Texas, we moved to a little small town in West Texas, and it was me and my mother. Her sister, she had another sister which lived in town, and. Uh, when when we started going, my mother was struggling, and she she met a man, and she wanted to remarry. And I want Miss, I hope Miss Johnson's on the line, because what we were talking about last week about being better Christians. So we get to Texas, and my mom, and I'm, I'm probably at this time, I'm in middle school, or getting ready to get into middle school, and my mother meets another man. So here I think, okay, here we go again. You know, I'm not sure what this is going to be. He's a white man. He's a very prominent uh, oil man. So my mom's dating him, and and, uh, I come in from school one day, and he told me, him and my mother told me they were going to get married. Oh, boy. And I wasn't real sure, and I didn't know this guy very well. He had been over around a little bit. I hadn't really paid attention to him. He wanted to talk to me by myself. So I said, okay. So we sat down, and he sat down, and he told me, and he looked me straight in the face, and he got right in front of me. And he said, when you and your, when me and your mother marry, he said, that will make you my daughter. He said, I don't care what color you are. I don't care. He said, and no one will ever treat you bad again. Ever under me. Miss hmm. Johnson, this man didn't believe in the Lord. He died and he didn't believe in the Lord. But from that time until he died, I was probably in my late mid 20s. No one ever loved me and cared for me as a father like he did. He was an excellent father, he was an excellent role model for me, and he truly loved me, and I truly loved him. He was my father when he died, and he did not even know the Lord. So when we were talking about being better Christians, isn't it sad sometimes people that aren't even Christians can be better than a Christian, a professed Christian? That's so sad. I really wanted to say that today because my father, my stepfather, came into my life. He didn't see color either. And let me tell you, he was a very prominent man, and his family was very wealthy and prominent. And they didn't accept me. They did not. To this day, they didn't accept me. But he did, and he didn't care either. He was just like my mother. Time in my life. That's when it all started turning around. And I was okay to be me. I was okay to be a young black woman. I was okay. Before that, I wasn't. I had to just try to be whoever, you know, whoever was in the room is who I had to kind of be. I was so confused in that time. But when my stepfather came in the picture, my whole life changed. We went from struggling to beautiful homes and cars and everything else, but he never treated me any different. Matter of fact, I think he treated me better than his own children. Right before he died, he called me and he told me, you always knew 
He said, I hope you always knew you were my favorite. And I told him, I always did. I always knew that. He let me know that. Mm -hmm. So that was a special love I had during that time, which really put me back on my feet, which then pole vaulted me into my career. And, and Kenneth, we'll get into that, about, you know, I started doing, I started as a banker. And I was a banker for many years, and I excelled. I uh, I was a banking specialist. They made a position for me um, before I left. They tried to keep me there, and I decided I didn't want to stay at the bank because I'm not a 9-to-5 person. I'm not. I just never have been. <laughs> so I went from banking into an entrepreneur. I started entrepreneurship probably when I was around... 20, 21, 22, somewhere around in there, decided to work on my own. And I've always worked on my own since then. I never worked for anybody. And I was running. I had started this nonprofit. I'd taken some time off, and my daughter and I traveled some of the world. And I decided to come back to Dallas and settle down. I was going to settle back down again. I had just divorced. And uh, I came back to Dallas, and I opened up a nonprofit, and I opened up a thrift store and I opened up the thrift store so I could employ women coming out of prison or addiction to teach them a trade and to get them re you know re uh integrated back into the community it was called the vine foundation the vine foundation and let me tell you this this was only of god and I didn't know it at the time either I had gone into a thrift store in Garland, and the man had every, the whole store for sale for $20,000. So I was going to buy it, but I thought, well, let me go to lunch before I do this. Let me go to lunch. And I went to lunch, and I came back, and the man told me, he said, okay, the last offer I can do is $6,000, and that's it. I said, I'll take it. I'll take it. And then he said, but the catch is you got to be out by Friday. That was on a Tuesday. I said, well, that's a deal breaker because I can't do that. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll move everything for free. I said, all right. So I ran back to Plano. I rented a bunch of storage buildings, and he moved all my stuff over there. And, and at this time, I didn't know what God was lining up for me. I had no idea. So I said, well, okay, I'll, uh, we'll do that. And we, that's what we did. I hired a young lady to uh, be my assistant to help me. We got the building. I got this big building in Allen, and we were going to start this whole the Vine Foundation. But we didn't know it was the Vine Foundation then. We didn't know it. We just knew we were going to do something to help women and children. That's what I wanted to do. Women, children, and veterans were my passion at that time. So I get the building, and my assistant, Heather, she said, he said, Sandra, why don't we call it the Vine Foundation? And, and at this time, there's nothing in the building except my desk in the office. I said, oh, Heather, we're not calling it the Vine Foundation. So she went to, um, she was going to the office supply. And I told her, I said, could you pick me up a calendar? I need a wall calendar. She said, sure. So she brought one back, and I opened it up. It was in February. And it said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. And if you abide in me, and I abide in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. So I was like, whoa, that's weird. And then I said, I told her, I said, Heather, help me carry this box in. We're gonna, it had all uh, office supplies. I cut that box open, and on the very top of that box, was it was a pack of thank you cards. And it said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. I said, Heather, we're the Vine Foundation. And that's how we became the Vine Foundation. And we did a lot of big work through the, a lot of big work. So I can tell you some things God did that I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine happening. But I was helping women and children, and, and uh, I was placing them homes and feeding them and getting them, you know, clothing and everything else. But I couldn't find anything for the veterans. I couldn't find any services for the veterans. I couldn't house them. I couldn't find any resources. So I thought, well, 
I'm going to start a Veterans Center, and I'm going to call it Veterans Center of North Texas. So I started beating the streets. I started going to the most prominent people in Collin County. I wanted backing. I need, we have a big need here. We have over, at that time, it was 260,000 veterans in Collin County that we couldn't get services. Okay, well, we're going to do something about it. So I started in, and I pulled together a roundtable. And, Ken, you were part of it. Kenneth, you were. And uh, I went to some of the higher people, and, and we started putting it together, and we started getting the board of directors together. And as we started meeting and pulling in, you know, working on our bylaws and who's going to be affiliated and how we're going to do this. And I had a plan that I felt the Lord gave to me. But the men that were there, and I know it was. You know, I hate to say stuff like this. I really do, but it's the truth. They were so prejudiced at the table that they they ended up pushing me out of my own organization because they thought they could do it better. There was a lot of scrapping going on during all that. There, like I say, a lot interweaved. I'm giving you the short version of it. But I set up the board and we got it all going and we were going. And there was some people that just absolutely every day at the table let me know that I wasn't to be there. That wasn't a place for me. They let it be known very clearly. So for the sake of the veterans, I backed off. And I let them run with it. We could not have all gotten to the table and done the work that we were trying to do. There was, and and I'll say it, I don't care. There was so much prejudice at that table that nobody could chew through anything and get to any business because of it. They tried to belittle me. I remember one uh, of the military men, he jumped up and his chair hit that wall. And he told them, you talk to her like that again, and somebody's going to get a whooping today. It was getting very volatile in there. We couldn't meet anymore. And uh, that's how it was. You remember, Kenneth? And I I can tell you, one of our our senators now that we just got in office, and I don't care to name names, Keith Self. I went to Keith Self's office up in Collin County. He was a big wig. From the moment I walked in, I knew that man was so prejudiced he couldn't look me in the face. He agreed to come to the meeting, and he came to the meeting, and about a quarter of the way through, he got up and he walked out. And later, and I asked him, I said, why did you walk out? And he said, I don't want no part of that. Well, about a month month ago, they called me, wanting me to support Keith Self, trying to get military men to join the military. Well, I had to tell my story because I don't believe Keith Self is behind our military men. I believe he's on a platform, propaganda, trying to get people to just buy into his bull because he didn't care about our veterans back then when they didn't have homes, uh, food, they were homeless, shelters, needed medical. He wasn't in a thin. They did me really dirty. And, Kenneth, you remember that. Do, did yeah, I get I mad? I I didn't get mad. Once again, I got hurt again. I got hurt because I saw what they did. I called back up there. They were having, after we'd gotten it all together and we were going to have a big golf tournament, I called up there to find out exactly all the, the details of the day for the golf tournament. And I remember Dave Schaefer. I'll never forget Dave Schaefer. He was, Dave Schaefer is a prejudiced man, and I'll say it on any platform. He's one of the most prejudiced men I ever met in my life. Past my my grandparents, I'll tell you that. Find out. And Dave said to me, well, you can come, but we're not buying your lunch. And I said, Dave, I, I don't think you've ever bought my lunch. Matter of fact, Dave Schaefer still owes me $10. What are you talking about? I've never borrowed nothing from you. So why would you make a comment like that to me? That was very rude, and, and I know what he was doing. Kenneth, you know what he was doing. Right. Yeah, we talked about it. He did it in the meeting. Yeah. Yeah, I knew the writing was on the wall. The, the writing was 
very clear on the wall. Greater good, which was the veteran, because that was the whole thing in the in the beginning. And maybe, and this is how I rationalized it, maybe God just took me as far as he wanted me to go. Maybe he did. Because now the Veterans Center is one of the largest Veterans Centers in Texas, sponsored by some of the most uh, biggest corporations in Texas. And that's my story, you know, Kenneth. Is that what you were talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I was there. I, and, and you know, it's still fresh on my mind because I was the only, I was the only uh, other black person there. And I, I just saw how, you know, they didn't, they didn't know I was looking at them. But every time Mrs. Arteta got up to, to speak, I was just noticing how they were looking and how they just were really like, what, is, what did she have to say? And, and I, I was really hurt because uh, of the fact that um, I knew that Mrs. Ortega made, wanted to make a difference. I, I met Mrs. Ortega when I went to a thrift shop uh, about my math program, and she always wanted to make a difference in people's lives. And, and she, was, she was so excited about uh, what she was going to be able to do for the, for the vet. And, uh, and then to see how they just made her feel like nothing. And, uh, and then after hearing her story about coming up as a child, and to, to think that uh, with her, her mother uh, instilling all this love, she was able to not get upset at the meeting. And, uh, and so, Ms. Arteta, I just know that uh, probably uh, uh, TJ would like to ask you a question and Bruce would like to ask you a question how, how, you, uh, how you've been able to continue to, to show love through all of this that you've gone through. Go ahead, TJ, then I'll give Bruce an opportunity. I was, I was uh, almost ready to ask a question, but I heard the second part of the story, and it went something like this. It started when uh, when you moved back to Texas with your mom and her sister, I believe, and then a man, there was a man that came into your life. God put a man in your life a man that treated you like a young lady and he wanted you to realize that you could feel as though he was one of the best dads that you could ever had, have ever had. Now, those are some of the things that the Lord has placed in your life. Life, mm-hmm. life is all a part of growing up and being close to the Lord. Everything that you've said, you've had a change because for one way or another, the Lord has some kind of way showed up and showed you, even even to the part to where you had uh, you you asked someone to bring you a calendar, and that calendar was the answer that you had been looking for with the name of the foundation that you were trying to get started. You you were just planning this foundation, and you were running into different situations over and over and over again. Over and over, constantly, your weaknesses have turned out to be your strength, and your strength is coming from the Lord. That's what you're telling me. That's what you're telling us. Mm -hmm. You're telling Mm -hmm. us about how difficult it was to get your foundation started, how difficult it was to do this, how difficult it was to do this and to do that. But you found out or you realized and you started telling people to look. If you don't put God, make God a part of your life, mm-hmm. nothing is going to be possible, and all things are possible with God. And that's what you're telling us. And that's what I can understand more and more and more from what your stories amount to. Every time, every single time you have a problem, you have a situation, you have an obstacle in front of you, some sort of way, God is going to come into your life, and he's going to work that out for you. And he's going to work yeah. it out for us. He's going to work it out for all of us. He, it, it wasn't about, it, the story is not about the prodigal son. It's about the prodigal, right. it's about the prodigal child. We can always go to the Lord, regardless yeah. how we might have forgotten. We may have deserted. We may, we may have to recharge sometimes. We go back. We, we, we're, we're children. We're children of the Lord, and he's going to be there for us. That's what 
that's what the, that's the part that your mom has played. She played that part for you. You would say, why was my mom like this? Why was she protecting me? Why was she? She had gone through some things that she knew you needed protecting. And yeah. God is so good. Yeah. God is so good. He is so good. God is our protector. Yes, He's he our is. number one. Yeah, we can do yeah, all yeah. things are possible if we put God in our life. All things yeah. are possible. Amen. Yeah. Again, again, yeah, it's just it's just so thankful yeah. to hear from you. Yeah. And you know, TJ, yeah. you can tell I mean, that the, the Lord is, is, is leading her. I mean, she she talks about right. right, the the foundation and the and the name of it and how the Lord revealed to her. I mean, yeah, it it should be named the Divine Foundation and, and, and talking about the, the, the Veterans Center of North Texas. You know, and, and I can hear it in her voice. I mean, what she was concerned about was just the veterans, right? I mean, that that's what she she wanted to help the, the veterans. And and it, it ended up, I mean, the the veterans are being kept, even though now perhaps she's not a, a part of it. And I like what she said. I mean, that she didn't get upset because maybe this was for the, the, the greater good. I mean, that It'd be handled this way. Perhaps the Lord had you know, taken her, you know, as far as uh, He wanted her in this situation, and, uh, and and now it's just to 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 move on to something else. And it, 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 when I say move on to something else, and that's what she's doing. I mean, she's she, she's doing God's work, and and she's maintaining her peace. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's right. That's, a, that's that, exactly that's, right. And you know, yeah. I could have yeah. stayed there, and I could have fought that battle, and I could have had yeah. the you know, all the plaques and this and that. No, that's not what it's about. And do you yeah, know right. when I see now, uh, when I see where it's headed and what who's it, it has helped and what it's done, right. not all the time are you to be, you know, in front of the story. And one mm. thing that I know, and, and this I snicker to myself, I laugh to myself about this, as much as they pushed me out and they did whatever they did, they can't take away the truth and the fact that I started it. Mm-hmm. They would love yeah. to get rid of my name. Oh, they would love mm-hmm. that. They would love it. Matter yeah. of fact, nobody even knows that I ever started that. They've never let anybody ever know that. But to myself, I snicker because no matter what they do, it all still leads back to me. And they mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. Right. You know, and Miss 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 Ortega, you know, that's the thing that I've been knowing Miss Miss Ortega for for 2010, someone like that, and yeah. and the reason why we 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 continue to have a relationship, because she's in love with Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, she is in love, and 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 when I asked her to come on the podcast, she was excited because of the fact that see we're talking about Black History Month, Black History Month, and and mm-hmm. and, and on this program. Even though we're talking about black history, love overrides everything. And and God it, is love. It, it he does. is love. And, and, I and have it one overrides story. everything. Kenneth, I have one Go more ahead, story about the Vine Foundation okay. that I want to share with you all because I, it, this okay. just shows God. I had decided, I believe it was 2012, that I wanted to feed the homeless. But we could only afford to feed 50 to 75 people. That's it. And and we had six weeks. It was in, I believe, the end of September that I came up with this. And I was in my office. I said, Heather, I want to feed some, some of the homeless. It just came to me. And I got up, and I walked across the parking lot to a church. And I told the pastor what I wanted to do. He handed me the keys to the church, the beautiful big church. So I'm thinking, okay, 50 to 75 people, we can do that. Now, I'll make a long story short. At the end of that, God fed 500 people. He sent limousines to pick them up because the limousine Hmm. companies, they joined with us and went and picked them up. Millionaires started showing up with all kinds of money. We gave yeah, them their Christmas clothing, shoes, blankets. Wow. We took care. Of, these millionaires put them up in hotels. 
We fed 500 people. United Way sent us 150 volunteers. And I had one restaurant, Christina's, uh, uh, oh, all the food. We had food on top of food on top of food. That's God. I had six weeks to do that, and I only had enough to feed 50 people. We had dancers. We had a whole dessert bar. We had so much food, and we took care of these people and sent them home with money and clothes and food, and you wouldn't believe what God did through the Vine Man. Foundation. Wow. 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 God is still. He's on the throne, folks. And don't think, because this world is looking crazy and wild, don't don't buy into it. God right. is on the throne. Amen. You fix it. He's the ruler of all, and nothing happens right. unless he allows it. So don't yep. worry. That, that's don't it. worry. That's but it took Praise me a whole Lord. lot of years to get there. Yeah. It took me a lot of years to get to that comfort level. Wow. We got about we got about, about four four minutes left, four or five minutes left, we throw a couple minutes over. Mr. So Ortega, you, why you 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 fishing with see Bruce and I, Bruce and PJ and myself, we, we just got like a little fishing fishing cane fishing. You done came on the show with four or five rod and reels. You throwing out <laughs> in the water. <laughs> you got like the old fishing pole. Fishing pole came with the string dropping straight down in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, we got a major boat and a lot of yeah. stuff nowadays. We're wrapping yeah. this game up. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she's doing big things for the Lord. That's all, that's all I can I can say. You're doing doing big things for the Lord, no doubt. And I was calling, I, Bruce. I was calling it the Hallelujah Party. That's what I was calling yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. The yeah. Hallelujah Party. Exactly. You talking about the impact of the Lord? And, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that and that's that's the real blessing about uh, uh, the Cali Poetry and Radio. You know, you can't you can't get mad at Bruce or TJ or myself or Mr. Ortega. We just it's here the truth. So you That's came it. on and, and you and, and you've heard the truth and and the truth yeah. is at the end of the show it's like we said try Jesus. It's all about Him. Right. It's all about Jesus Christ. It's all about that love right. and and that's what we're about. You know, even on Black History Black History Month, we're still going to be talking about Jesus because He is our conversation 365 days of the year. We, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna continue to talk. So, so I want people to know, if if you got somebody that, that that's lost, if, if you know someone that they're not going to church or, or whatever, you need to tell them, hey, they need to listen in. If they they need to listen in and, and hear the truth, because we brought Miss Ortega on today, and uh, all she's been talking about is is love and and Bruce yes. and PJ. We yes. and we always talk about we always talk about love on this podcast, and and she's talking about love. She's talking about the love that she received. Uh, as a child from her mother. Now, she went through a whole lot, but love conquers all of that. You know, all the things that yeah. she went through. And she told, she told my, she told the listener what she went through. But li- mm-hmm. listen to her conversation about love. You got people that have gone through some things in their life, and they still got hatred. They still are angry. They still are mad. You're only going to get over it if you understand about love. Love. God is love. That's what God that's what we all know today. It's the Talking greatest thing that will always remain. There's only three things that will remain on this earth faith, love, and hope. And we all know love is the greatest of all of it. That's very good. Uh, I mean, awesome, awesome. Mr. Ortega, I, I want to know people. Because people gonna to want to contact you, you gotta you gotta get out some information, and, and I want to thank everybody that comes on board and, and they sponsor. You gotta if you go to my website, if you go to KRE Portrait Radio, you're gonna see that uh, we're doing some things that we can get more people to be able to listen to the podcast. You'll be able to do it on your phone. You did, all you gotta do is tell people go to KRE Portrait Radio. All the information is on now. They can they can sponsor. They can do what they want to do. But Mr. Ortega, I want you at this particular time tell people how uh, they can get to you, the social media. Because Mr. Ortega, uh, I've already uh, talked to uh, Tiffany Tiffany Weaver, 
and she's talking about uh, helping Mrs. Ortega with a book that she's going to come out with. But, Ms. Ortega, give out your social media and how people can contact you. Well, I'm on. I am on. I'm only on Facebook. I don't do. Uh, I do other platforms, but now I'm into digital work. That's. I'm online all the time. I'm at Sandra Ortega on Facebook. You can catch me there. Um, I can also. I don't want to just blanket it out here on online, but I'd love to give some of you all my phone number because I do want to stay connected to you. I. Um, I'm always online. I do web design. I do. Google and Facebook, and I'm on I'm on all platforms now. But American Webmakers is my new company, and we're about to launch again. So please reach out to me, Facebook. I can always respond there. I'd love to. Please do. You got an email address? I do. I do. It's Sandra, S-O-N, Sandra, S-O-N-D-R-A, dot, my maiden or my my maiden name Cedillo C E D I L L O Cedillo at Yahoo. Sandra dot Cedillo C E D I L L O at Yahoo dot com. One more time, one more time. I want to make sure that they get that because I know some people that's going to reach out to you, Ms. Ortega, because of uh, what you've been what you've been talking about today. Okay, it's Sandra, S-O-N-D-R-A, dot, Cedillo, C-E-D-I-L-L-O, at yahoo.com. And I'm also on Facebook. On Facebook, I'm Sandra Ortega. Okay, you got a website? I am in the middle of making my website. My company is American Webmakers. Okay. Okay, okay. Well, Miss Ortega, you know it's it's a, it's a it's a blessing to have you on the, to come on the show. You know, I've got I got people that are sponsoring, and, and my sponsors, you know who you are. You know, I don't like to be calling out a lot of people different names because of the fact you do what you do and you do it from the heart. And so I've had some people that I've, I've sponsored this this show. They know who they are, and I just wanted to to just say thanks because I've had other people that I've have sponsored and did some things, and I don't want to miss anybody. You know. That's why I say you know because you you give it from your heart. I just and I just want to thank you. You know next next week um, we it's Hamilton Ford time again. <laughs> it's Hamilton Ford from Black History. It's for Hamilton Ford, the, the villain. And uh, you got to be listening in uh, next week for for Hamilton Ford, um, Black History. We're gonna be trying to talk about uh, Gigi Gigi Riley is, is in and a part. We I'll be getting a whole to you TJ and uh, and Elaine. We want to try to, to showcase uh, some of the black businesses in, that were in Hamilton Park and just just do what all we can to, to shine the light. And then after the after the show, uh, my producer and I, I'm gonna spend I'm gonna spend about uh, ten minutes. I'm gonna share a poem at the end of the show. We're gonna end the show, but if anybody wanted to to stay on and listen to to one of the poems, that's that's fine. And so TJ, uh, I'm gonna give you a, a little bit to say. Look. Little time, thirty seconds to a minute to say something. Closing out to Miss Ortega, and then Bruce, thirty seconds to close out to Miss Ortega. Uh, Sister Ortega, I may have mentioned this a little bit earlier. Uh, you showed us how to have what we would call a hallelujah party, all in the name <laughs> of the Lord. Let's keep yeah. keep keep the name of the Lord in our everyday prayers, and all things are possible if we only. Trust in the Lord. That's what we have to do, that's and that's right. what you 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 you've told us that in a, in a in a long story, you've told us that in a, in the hard times, put God first, put God first in your life. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much too. What an honor and privilege to to have talked to you today too, and last week. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you're so welcome. Yeah, praise the Lord for you uh, coming on. I mean, what you're doing, I mean, you're doing uh, God's work. I mean, your light is shining, and, and we're definitely giving the, the praises to, to the Lord. And I pray the Lord continue to, to be with you. You're impacting so many people, changing lives, and, and you're, you're maintaining your peace. Regardless, regardless of the struggles of, that, that you've gone through, I mean, you still have your – you're still glorifying God, and you're still making a difference uh, in this world. So praise the Lord for you. May the Lord continue to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. You as well. 
Mm-hmm. So I tell you, what would you, what would you, look, your last words to say to get people to understand that they ought to try, like Bruce said, yeah, they ought to try Jesus Christ. What would you, what would you say to them to, to go fish? You finna throw your hook, at, you finna throw your hook in the in the water for one more time. Toss out. No, I forgot. You got to rob real, real. Let's throw it out there and see if you can, you can uh, leave a, a, a positive message because Jesus is on the hook. What would you like to say? I think I'd like to say we've all got to start watching what we say out of our mouth, the actions that we do towards people. Start understanding that we have to, as Christians, we have to start showing love. We have to. We have to start looking past our differences, past our colors, past our political beliefs, and love each other. Right. We've got to come back to that because that's yeah. what it's all going to come down to. Right. That's it. Yep, that's it. That's, that's it. it's going to come down to. I tell you what, you, you just, hey, you got a hook. You don't caught about 10 or 15 people with one hook. Come on, because you threw Jesus out there. You threw him out there. And uh, my brother and Bruce and then uh, TJ, I tell you, we want to thank you. I'm a, my producer want to thank you. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, and, I, and I'm not hoping. I know that you've touched some lines today. I know that oh, yeah. for a fact you've touched some lines, and that you're going to continue, continue touching lines. And, and to anybody out there that uh, wants some more people to hear what Ms. Ortega has said on the first podcast and the, and the last podcast, I mean this podcast, then all you need to do is go to k r e poetry radio dot com, and it's going to be up. Send people, you know, just you know, just to tell them. Go to KREPoetryRadio.com, and you'll be and able to listen. And please reach out to me. I would love this audience yes. to reach out to me. I really do. Let's stay connected. Iron sharpens well, iron. Oh, that's that's awesome, good. awesome. Well, we're looking forward, we're looking forward to it. Hey, if y'all, anybody want to stay on afterwards, I know some of y'all across the world, because we, we're on the U.K., uh, Amazon in the U.K., uh, Mr. Mr. My, my producer is putting it all over the world. Uh, we're trying to reach as many people as we can, uh, and so we just want to say thank you for that. But the thing is, if you want to hang on after the party, it could be a hallelujah party, it could be a, a go fishing party, or whatever you want to do. I'm going to leave a poem, show a poem at the end of the show, and it's, a, it's I'm throwing another hook out there trying to catch some more people for Jesus Christ. And just want to say thank y'all. Don't forget next week is Hamilton Park. It's Hampton, Hampton Park, Black History Month with Hampton Park businesses. And guess remember, you know, you'll get you'll catch TJ, you'll catch Bruce, but you'll also catch Kenneth Richard Evan Dugan. Toe Lord. Thanks, boy. Joe Lord. Catch us next week. <laughs> All right. After All the right. music. We listen to the music, then we'll uh then I'll have a little message. That little poem after the music. Uh, thank Thanks you again. All. May God bless you. All right. All right. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. G-I-T-A, God is the answer, just pray. G-I-T-A, God is the answer, just pray. God is the only one that can fix it. God can do it, God can fix it. Man needs some help. He needs God's help. We need some help. God is the only one that can fix it. God can do it. God can fix it. G-I-T-A, God is the answer. What are you willing to do? Tell me what was said that was not true. The young and old no longer being sold. The new slave master will never get old. The state's in control. Put 